Hello and welcome for joining Cavell Group for another uh, podcast interview. Uh, today we're here with Magnus Falk from Zoom. Of course, if you're not familiar with me, my name is Finbar Begley. I am a Cavell analyst and really pleased to be speaking to Magnus today about the wonderful world of unified communications. Hello, very nice to be with you, Finbar. I'm Magnus Falk. I'm a CIO advisor at Zoom. I spend a lot of my day uh, talking with CIOs and CEOs about using video um, to support their business processes. And, um, and that's been a really relevant conversation in the last year. People, most people, I think at this point are aware of Zoom. You know, your awareness amongst businesses anyway went from, you know, not small to like huge, about like 60, 70 percent from our own research last year. Um, as a direct result of consumer influences, things like that. You know, how are you, how are you and the UC market, how's that going for Zoom? I mean, you must be really happy with things so far. Well, thankfully, um, we're talking the day after our results were announced. So we're not in our quiet period. And the results speak for themselves that we saw enormous growth last year. And we continue to predict that we have a very large addressable market in certain of our segments. So from a Zoom perspective, last year was a, a fairly unique experience, quite a humbling experience to be able to help so many people in, in you know, the time of education, requirements, working from home and just living and being social during lockdown. So, so we've got, we, we now have a kind of strategy going forward, which I'm happy to talk to you about shortly. Yeah, I mean, I think this is really the key point is people turn to Zoom before that connectivity. And then you had the advantage of a whole host of nephews, nieces, relatives for customer service and support, uh, even for the professional side of things. Uh, but you do have a more business focused arm as well, don't you, which is uh, more UC orientated for service providers to get involved with and, and roll out. Well, that was our core business um, and is our core business of um, providing a superb video video first communications to business customers and clearly it's very useful for them that all their customers now know how to use zoom <laughs> you know, yeah. it, it really makes, makes a huge difference but we now see that business market um, developing into um, this hybrid approach um, you know we all know that work is not going to be how it was in the in the past and we also know it's not going to be as it is today and we're and I think we're all wanting to land somewhere between those two things mm. with hybrid working and a lot of people are talking about it but I don't think anyone really knows exactly what it's going to be you know everyone's predicting it's going to be different but no one's being precise about exactly how different and various businesses are making their bets on how they organize their work going forward balancing return to work mm. schedules in different countries and different approaches and of course um, the culture of their organization and exactly what they do but but we think that unified communications is even more important in a hybrid uh, world mm. where you have to provide communications that level up your remote workers with your ones who are in in um, the office and and this is a really difficult challenge because of course yeah. The proximity has always worked well in the office, but productivity works well when you're remote. And how do you actually balance those two things up? 
the the other dynamic is that the customer is going to be at home a lot more and so you you know your business is going to change and your communications your unified communications requirements with a customer at home change quite a lot so hmm. you know there are there are quite a few dynamics in the unified communications as a service market that mean that um, you, innovation will will be really important adapting mm. as businesses learn lessons and want to tweak and want to um, adjust what they do uh, so you know a, a lot's changing and, and the other thing the other point I want to make is that there, I think there's a different role for phone in the unified communication space than there was before I think that we're seeing that people see phone almost as a support to the meeting or as a kind of secondary option or something to fall back to. Yeah. So actually the integration of a phone with meetings, I think is now much more important than it used to be in a prior world. And the opportunities to have, you know, one service across all the devices, you know, in your organization uh, makes just a lot of sense. So I think the unified communications market is probably one of the most exciting markets to be in at the moment. Yeah, I mean, the second, as you say, when you start mixing this sort of hybrid idea of I've got now got people back in the office, I've still got key workers at home, you know, all of those challenges that the unified communications market has been dealing with for a while in terms of latency, clarity, you know, response lag, those kind of things all become crucial to that, that like natural feeling for communications where that person who's at home doesn't feel like they're at home they still feel like they're in the room and it's not that every time they try and speak because there's a delay someone else is already talking over them you know you really have to find those the ways of solving those problems so that it doesn't create that friction because otherwise people won't feel comfortable working from home and like offices are downsizing you know there there is Space is being reduced for companies, so not everyone is expected to come back to the office. So that's what makes it so important. Let's be clear, it's not just a technology challenge, that one. I think it's important to get the technology right, but there is quite a lot of other things you need to do um, in order to make a successful hybrid organisation work. And I think there's quite a big leadership challenge there Mm. around leading in appropriate ways for remote teams I think there's also if your leaders go back to the offices and establish their you know their kind of support networks around them and important people are in the office and non-important people are out then you know you've kind of doomed your hybrid uh, attempt right from the start so getting the leadership right thinking about talent thinking about how you transform your business and also uh, there's a different trust equation you know People don't want to return to the office unless there's some kind of, you know, safety mechanisms around and also trusting people to work at home. You know, um, how do you get the security right around different regulated businesses, etc. So it's a really um, interesting dilemma where challenge, opportunity um, and the technology is key. And getting yeah. the right technology, you know, innovative, integrate, integrated um, solution is really important. Yeah, we've had this um, sort of narrative running throughout the the pandemic and, and even slightly before it, just in terms of, you know, how do you build that kind of environment where it is fine to connect in from home, you know, if you can't. And as you say, you have that problem where if you're in the office and you're face to face, you're getting all of that face to face time 
with your boss and how does that translate then to home workers feeling like they're equal and valued because the biggest thing that came out of our our covid survey last year was leadership is the problem with you know it, it's technology 40% management problems 50% you know, security problems, another 30, right? And it's like, well, the management just not wanting to let go of you and let you work at home in, in peace, you know? But then I guess you just have to be able to talk about things. And maybe that's the shift that's coming. It's the technology, but also how people articulate, you know, what's going on. And it becomes okay to say, well, actually, no, I didn't do that thing first thing this morning, because my kids were at home, and they were yeah. running around, but I did it, you know, straight away. And and that becomes a normal part of a healthy business environment, maybe. Well, managing by outcomes has always been the, you know, mm. the, the right management approach rather than managing the inputs. <laughs> you know, yeah, that's difficult in some situations, and some are better at it than others. Um, and I do think we have a generational thing um, where digital natives are kind of much more comfortable leading in a digital mm. environment. And of course, there are there are some who really haven't have struggled being, you know, kind of um, immigrants into the digital environment, and mm -hmm. uh, and you know, absolutely can't wait to get back into the office. It's true. Um, yeah. And and you know, I, I can I can understand that. But if you're a leader and a manager in uh, an organisation, it's really important to. Um, Think about what you do as a signal to the people who um, who you lead. Yeah, uh, it, you know, it's always been true, um, and you know, this is another one of those moments where if you're saying your business is operating hybrid, if you don't do the same percentage hybrid working or remote working as a leader, then you're just setting you know you're, you're creating another problem for your business, and quite frankly. You know, as we get back into um, you know booming economies and um, and we get more competition for talent, I think there's still there's massive competition for talent. People will migrate to the organisations that facilitate them to work in the in the way that they want to work, mm -hmm. rather than rather than okay, so it's all changed and you must now sit outside my office and be there eight till seven. Yeah, not, not to mention the fact that there has been, in, especially in London and some of the major cities, I definitely know it's happened in America, a large migration of people who had, maybe they had rented in the city and they've moved out to the countryside, um, you know, and the only requirement is that it's a nice house with good internet, right? Yeah. And you're not going to get those people to suddenly start commuting an hour yeah, and a yeah. half every day back to the office and they probably have having experienced the fresh air in the countryside don't want to move back to london so yeah, it's interesting you know, yeah you kind of have and to manage you, you, those we've had the boom town concept we've now got the zoom town concept <laughs> i think you should I, trademark I, that the zoom yeah, town. I, yeah. well I, unfortunately i didn't get to it first i'm quoting from a u.s magazine because because there are towns in the um, in the West, close mm. to Western America, where um, they're close to national parks or ski areas that yep. Have, yep. have just totally boomed. Um, yeah, my friend lives in, in one of those areas. He said that what happened was all these people from LA came in, they yeah. saw the local house prices and they were just like, well, I'll give you 100k more. That's not a problem. I'll have uh, one of those. Give it yeah. to me tomorrow. And, and then the house prices, everyone just put the house prices up by 100,000 because they knew the people would pay. And then 
you know that's how it, it sort of goes up and up so yeah i guess that is it i mean it does create a lot more problems in terms of distributed security managing those communications and like i mean are you are you finding that platforms are adjusting to do this i know zoom is primarily cloud-based already so you know it's flexible to handle that I think there are some key lessons out of um, you know, what we've seen in the pandemic. And, mm. and I think the first is speed of innovation. You know, you want to be partnering with an organization that is changing as quickly as you need it to change. Mm. You know, yeah. that's one of the things that, you know, it's just such a joy working at Zoom is that you know, people say it's tough to keep up with all the stuff you're doing. Well, that's the downside <laughs> of this. Yeah, but of this. It's, a good, it's a good piece of feedback to get. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> the speed of innovation. And then people go, so, well, some of your com competitors publish a massive roadmap. And you go, why can't you pass, pu publish a massive roadmap? So, well, because people publish the roadmap because they know they can't get around to it for two years. So they put a roadmap out there. We're doing things at the speed of light. So you'll see it in three months, you know. Yep. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. And that ability to react is a really important in the pandemic because people need to build forward with confidence. They need to know that you're going to be able to react to their new need quite quickly. Um, I think the other thing is the scalability, you know. Mm. Yeah. You, you have to scale up and down really quickly. And that's, that's we saw that. We, you know, we had to scale up 30 times, you know, from the number of daily meeting yeah. participants. So that I think that's quite an important lesson. And the other thing that a lot of our clients, a lot of people I work with in the industry are saying is that they suddenly realized that the whole walled garden approach to um, security on the campus yeah. is now, you know, it, 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 it's got people pre predicting its demise, but it's now kind of, you know, if yeah. you're doing that with VPNs back into your walled garden, you know it's going to have to change at some point. Yep. And the getting yourself ready for internet everywhere. So even when you go back into the office and you're just connecting to an internet pipe in the same way as you would connect to an internet pipe at your home or the coffee shop or anywhere and making sure that your whole strategy is just around keeping people safe <laughs> that internet yeah. everywhere you know it means that you're not trying to have two things con you know that you're maintaining all the time and and you know forcing people to do unnatural acts about you know you need to connect to there before you connect to there um yeah. so i think yeah, that they just don't they anywhere, won't do it yeah <laughs> they won't do it yeah so it's uh, it's quite interesting how that has become a you know this whole pandemic and people working from home is, and and oh my God, everyone's going to have to have a VPN connection back to the office. You can, well, maybe we got that wrong. We need to be rethinking that. Um, well, that's, it just didn't work, did it? <laughs> it didn't work. I mean, you know, you hear stories from the early days of when this was kicking off and the companies who had on-premise VPN routing, it just didn't work. They, they couldn't manage it. And the second that they got like hybrid and they spun up a virtual one in the cloud, then suddenly things started to flow you know, yeah. people could actually use the VPNs. Yeah. So is that and, your... You know, being able to do things like media offload at the, you know, at, mm. the, at the desktop, you know, those sorts of things have come on a pace. Yeah. And the technology, of course, for security and securing things like calling and just VPNs and network access is rising to meet those challenges in terms of the cloud-hosted security yeah. packages from like people like Zscaler and stuff like that who can fit into a lot of modern solutions and, you know, secure endpoints, you know, using software and not even using hardware. 
So it's quite interesting. So that's your main pandemic learning, really, is adapt faster to what's happening. Is that is that your takeaway from the last year? Well, I, I think those are some of the key lessons. Of, of course, you know, there's the, you know, what do we do next? But yeah. the things that that outlined those organisations that you want to partner with, um, you know, who can who can cope with these sorts of events? Because yeah. you know, what's the next one? We have no idea what the next major world events going to be. Um, you know, hopefully, we can... good weather and clear skies for at least one year. Um, yeah. is, is that your prediction Finbar? Uh, optimism rather than prediction <laughs> um, let's just have a nice calm year no storms just you know <laughs> but but I do think that you know there have been some you know key lessons about how businesses should um, what they should be doing to make sure they stay connected to customers and mm. each other and I yeah. think those yeah. those lessons come out that you know I think people have realized that unified communications isn't just about right it is time now to do some communication right <laughs> invoke my communication application in order to have a communication yeah. So, yeah communication is part of the business process today yeah. and and you know what what we've see is that people have you know interactions or transactions that you you know really seamless to buy to book things you know but then suddenly something goes wrong or you need some help or and you then need to get straight to a really in-person support event yeah that transition from seamless customer focused transaction to full fat highly communicative interaction you know needs to be done within your business process within the thing yeah. that you create and support and so what we're seeing businesses increasingly do is incorporate you, their unified communication tool in the heart of their business process. So, yep. you know, it's kind of click to touch, click to talk, click to have a video yep. communication, um, you know, as part of the, you know, you, you're, you're going through an application process. It's created a calendar event. It's already sent mm -hmm. you, you know, the Zoom link in order to have that. And now we're seeing the next wave of integration where people are building functionality into the meeting. So we, we've announced and we're just about to launch this thing called Zoom apps, where mm -hmm. right in the heart of the meeting, you know, you can review documents, sign documents, transfer money between each yeah, other, excellent. do yeah. a big whiteboarding session, save the whiteboarding you know, with context to chat, you know, pick it up next time. You, know, you you want to have those, you know, communications which are fully, um, well, what's the right word? Supportive of your business process. Yeah. And so unified communication becomes ever more integrated with the business process. And I yeah. think, and that can be in support of a business process or the, where the business process is in itself, the communication, making sure you have the right functionality available within that communicative tool. And so I think that that is the massive um, evolution and hmm. opportunity ahead um, where this, this world that we've discovered becomes yet richer. Yeah, I mean, it's that frustration of, well, I'm Zoom calling you, so I have to open another application on my computer, share the screen, 
only I can type on it, only I can make changes, so you have to call out everything to me rather than actually being able to work collaboratively on a call. So, I mean, that does sound like a good next step, personally. I mean, I, I would use that kind of thing. Um, and it really, you know, will probably do a lot to help things work uh, more smoothly. Um, well, judging by how our clients are reacting to it, I think it's going to come to a business process that you'll be using very soon. <laughs> okay, <laughs> there we go. Uh, I'll, I won't take that as a hard promise, but maybe I will if you're developing things uh, at the speed of light. <laughs> um, so I guess, I mean, just, you know, looking at the time, is there any sort of last words or takeaways you'd like to give to the UC industry from, from Zoom? Well, I, I think it's been a, an amazing year to be in unified communications. And I yeah. think we'll all look back and this will be one we'll, you know, if, 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 we'll, we'll bore, bore our grandchildren about. So, you know, it's, it's, it's really nice to be in an industry that which has been so important to the world um, in this year. Mm. And um, I, I think there's yet more fun and games to come. So hang on to your hats. <laughs> If I was wearing a hat, I would definitely be holding on to it. But uh, <laughs> that's all right. <laughs> I've never looked good in them. It's okay. Anyway, thanks everyone for listening. Um, of course, Cavell Group and Zoom, very happy to have you here. And of course, uh, thank you for listening through the whole podcast. And you know, if you're interested in hearing more from experts like myself and, and Magnus, you know, please do come along to the Cavell Cloudcom Summit on the 17th and 18th of March. It is virtual. You know, there's going to be two days of really great discussions. It's going to be really in-depth. So thanks once again, Magnus, for coming along. It's been a great, great conversation here today. Thank you very much, Finbar. Really nice to chat with you. But it's felt like a chat rather than a podcast. <laughs> that is, that is, in my opinion, how all podcasts should feel. Because, you know, if you want to go and see an interview, you can get a really rigid script out by a journalist to do those kind of things. But conversations reveal a lot more interesting things in the middle. <laughs>